0: Four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Four Jack Podcast. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Four Jack Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Jackson Labs. The brand consultant that not only got our brand rocking, but can get yours going as well. Whether you are looking for web development, digital marketing, or search engine optimization. Give the folks at Jackson Labs at J-A-X-O-N-L-A-B-S dot com a shout, and they will get you sorted. Boys, we have a huge, huge pod today. Um... Something really big for the show, but um, we can get into who our guest is right away. But first, we're gonna go around the table as usual and say hello to the boys. Unfortunately, two of the boys are out west right now. We got Tom and Codes in the other room in van. What's happening?
1: Hey, Pace. What's going on, bud? It's good to be here. Just excited for the pod tonight. Super special guest. Lucky to lock him down after a, a week in Mexico. Combo, how you feeling? Feeling good, brother. Excited to be here. First time in Casa de
0: Parkinson, and ready to just dive right into this next guest. It's going to be good. I love it. I love it. Well, I guess Codes is, he's running around. He's doing some producer work. He'll jump in when he needs to jump in, but let's get into it. We got a huge guest today. We got a man fresh off the jet out of Mexico City. The man Lupin for the guy who just finished T9 in the WGC Mexico. The Somalian pizza reviewer himself, the man who loops for a, me, a big man that walks a lot of putts in, Kevin Nas, special caddy. Kenny Harms, what's up, dude?
1: Hola, amigos. What's oh. happening? <laughs> Woo. Buenas, Buenas, Mexican no, accent. I don't know where I came from, but I have it now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is going it. on, Kenny?
1: Oh, man, I'm just living the dream. Ble- just came back from Mexico. I'm healthy. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday wasn't so good. Uh, Thursday I woke up with, um, actually I didn't wake up. I didn't sleep the whole night, but, uh, Friday morning I felt great. And, uh, you know, Kevin started lighting up. I don't know. I don't know what it had to do with, but.
0: he fired um, it up. He you followed little, your lead.
1: Yeah. A little, yeah. The, the, the mojo started going. So. Got uh, it. tacos or what? What happened?
0: Montezuma's revenge. I, you know,
1: he, uh, uh, yeah, I had, um. I had that, uh, let's just say Tuesday and wasn't Wednesday, it wasn't very pleasant. Uh, Wednesday night, I felt like, you know, I had to throw up and I just couldn't. And it was like every hour I was looking at the alarm, alarm clock and then it was like seven, eight o'clock and it's like, all right, time to go to work, get up. Um, and, you know, you just get up and you do it. And uh, fortunately I didn't get sick. It's just one of those things. I had no energy and just uh, just kept on walking up those hills, following him and, um you know we got through uh, a tough day on thursday was 20 mile an hour winds with 30 mile an hour gusts. he shot even par and uh we went to dinner that night and uh it was nothing but white rice and um some Beans. pork uh you know i woke up the next morning oh and my I'm god like, you know what i'm feeling all right i'm going with the chocolate chip muffin today and a banana mm. um and i i felt great and then you know i had a banana on the golf course and you know we shot 300 par and everything was good and you know it was like all right every morning i woke up and i had a chocolate chip and a uh, chocolate chip muffin i had to continue going with it you know into the and, program you know, chocolate chip muffin banana before we teed off a banana at the nine and then you know dinner so um that's and, you know, all it's, you're it's, eating
0: you know, before uh, a round of golf
1: Uh, Well, I was eating everything um, when I got there. And then Tuesday morning, woke up and, you know, I I just, uh, um, I kept on eating everything on Wednesday and it was the same thing. So, you know, Thursday, uh, you know, I had to, I had to change it up a little bit, but um, actually I really like ate barely anything Thursday. Uh, You know, I had a muffin and and a banana and and a banana on the golf course and then that got you through. And then uh, uh I met Kevin and his agent, uh Jens for uh dinner. Um I actually was in my room, I wasn't even gonna go out and Kevin texted me, get on down here, so I met him at the Japanese restaurant and I had a little white rice and um you know, I just you know, you just do it. hey you created a Japanese restaurant, you gotta do white rice. So I did white sure. rice and, uh some pork. So is this a cla- is this a glamorous lifestyle that we're uh, we're getting some insight to? Yeah, yeah, everybody thinks, you know, it's it's glamorous. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's it's uh, I am blessed I have a phenomenal job. Um but, you know, traveling on the road is, you know, you're not living in your you know, you're not sleeping in your own bed and but um yeah.
0: You know, you and, and, and,
1: and, and yeah, 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 you know, it, it was actually great cuz usually, you know, I don't ever get sick. And, and, you know, I just precautionary. And then when I had the chocolate chip muffin that morning on Friday and, you know, banana and he shoots 300 parts, I said, all right, I got to continue doing." Stick to the program. Not that I'm I'm superstitious one bit, but, uh, you know, I, I just felt good. So I just kept on doing that. I mean, literally religiously Saturday morning chocolate chip muffin down at the uh, hospitality uh, room at the Hyatt where they had all, you know, players and caddies. I mean, they did an amazing job. Uh, Mexico's amazing. Mexico City, walk around the the city where we were, you know, no, no issues at all. I love, I mean, it's, it's uh, an underrated city. um, I've heard some great things
0: and I've heard some bad things about that city, but I have like, (laughs) yeah, my girlfriend has some family that lives down there and it's pretty wild for them. But, I've yeah. also met a lot of people that've been down there and said they absolutely loved every minute of that city. And you know what was funny? Yeah. Like we were talking about this yesterday on the pod, like with the NBC coverage, like having a little more mics and stuff on the course, like you can mm-hmm. really hear the city on the course, can't you? Like it is right in your oh. face. Like was yeah, there an Uber on- stand like on like the 11th tee, like behind oh, it? Oh yeah,
1: like, 11, 11th tee box. The uh, policeman's blowing the whistle. deep <laughs> beeping their horns um everything is going on you know 10 green 11 12 um and then you get back away from it and then it's it's back to reality but uh yeah it's, it's amazing because you feel like you're almost on the 11 t-box you almost feel like you're at phoenix with the waste management o- open exactly. there's so much noise going on that crazy it was so, so which is, which loud is, yeah and it's great you know it's great when it's you know constant it's fine because you get up there and you hit the seashot, shot but it's like when the police officer all of a sudden does blow his whistle. And then all of a sudden you're hitting your tee shot and they blow on the whistle. It's like, you know, anything <laughs> you go off. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. The, green, the fans were great. Yeah. The fans were great. And uh, like where we were staying, it's, it's, it is the place to stay. So many great restaurants and um, not very good pizza places, but you know, it's Ooh, all right. Tough for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, well, I was very blessed. Uh, me and my girl were in New York city for three nights and, I had like five different pizza places. And so I was, I was set when I left to go onto the West Coast. And then there's a great little pizza place in Santa Monica called Joe's, which I always go to, usually two or three times. But
0: You trying uh, to go after Portnoy or what?
1: Um, no. You know, the funny thing <laughs> is, is that I didn't even know he existed. I didn't even know Barstool Sports existed. Yeah. We were playing, I think it was three years ago, we were playing Ridgewood Country Club and I stay with my uncle because that's where I'm from, Paramus. Uh, but my, my mom and dad left. And uh, so I stayed with my uncle and they were telling me about Barstool Sports and about this pizza guy because they follow me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? The the president. And so I, I started following him. And he's awesome. I mean, I literally, when I go somewhere, I get on his app to find out if he's done any reviews and if he has, I'm going to go and hit them. Uh, and he's hilarious. Unfortunately, I can't use that language on yeah, my side. No I, I mean, <laughs> I, I actually did one time, and my mom called me the next morning and said, "Kenny, you got to delete that. You can't oh, be using mom. that language." And I'm like, mm, "All right, mother's you know, is, publicist." There, you know, I'm from New Jersey. It kind of comes naturally to use that language, but um, <laughs> Mom never likes hearing it anyway. It yeah, so, no, that's yeah. true. So, you know, I've got, I've got a lot of young. Future golfers moving on the horizon, following me, and some friends from Lake Nona and Orlando, where I live, and so yeah, I I have to be a little more.
0: Gotta um, watch your p's and q's.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, well, exactly. so okay. Kenny, let's jump into this. Yeah, I, I got to know like
0: beats all night, but let's get into this here.
1: <laughs> How What's long have you been on? doing this for? How long has Kenny been in the caddy business for? Twenty nine years. Twenty nine. Crazy, years. crazy twenty nine years. And
0: where do we start?
1: It, uh i was an assistant pro out of college i wrestled my whole life since I was like seven that was that's my passion it still is my passion i was actually watching the uh iowa oklahoma state uh match tonight because when i was in mexico i couldn't pull up the big 10 network but um you know that's that's something that i've done my whole life and i follow it religiously um but I got into golf in college, um, long story, went I transferred into Westchester, and I was like the sixth man. I traveled, I think, like five tournaments, um, but I fell in love with the sport. Mm-hmm. And then we played at a place called White Matter, and one of the members convinced me to become an assistant pro there, because uh, I would caddy on the weekends if we weren't playing. Um, so I did that, because he's like, if you don't like it, you can come work for me. His name was Les Kaplan. you owned Philadelphia Outdoor, which is a billboard company in Philadelphia, and very wealthy guy and just uh, for some reason he liked me he took me under his wing so I became an assistant and then he got me a job at the Palm Beach Polo Club in West Palm Beach for the winter and I I I literally got the flu the week I was supposed to go down there which was Thanksgiving weekend I called him on Tuesday said you know I'm not going to get down there for the weekend and unfortunately when I got down there they filled my position and long story short I was literally like on the phone, the yellow pages calling every place. I couldn't find a job. And I was driving down the highway and I see this sign that says, this is Ali classic PGA tour event. So man, you know, I'm just going to go there. I'll pick up a job caddy for one of the places. I had no idea how hard it was. So I wound up working for one of the amateurs, amateurs played with the pros. Um, and I wound up meeting a guy that caddied on the LPGA. His name was Rocky Ben. And uh, we wound up getting an apartment together and we were caddying at a club. And then the season started in the LPGA. Actually, we went to the Senior Tour, which was um, um, in Key Biscayne. The first day, he didn't get a job, so we went up to the LPGA in Wellington, and he got a job, and I didn't. Uh, long story short, I was sitting there Saturday afternoon. I worked the ams and stuff. And Saturday afternoon, I uh, there was a girl named Lynn Conley. She forgot to sign up for the tournament, and I, you know, talking to her, and one of the guys was like, "Hey, dude, you need to go and find out. You know, if she has somebody because she just left." So I ran her down in the parking lot and I asked her if I could work for the following week. And she gave me her phone number, free cell phones. I called her that night. And she says, yeah. I'll <laughs> nice. see you on Monday, Monday morning at Inverness or whatever the name of the golf course was. And it was going to be one week. And then like three weeks later, I had to go back to my assistant's job. And uh, anyway, long story short, we finished six and she says, Do you want to go to Hawaii for two weeks? I said, absolutely. What's uh, after Hawaii? And she's like, uh, San Diego I said can I do that one also my ex-girlfriend lives in San Diego I can stay with her so we went to Hawaii we finished I don't know 50th and 60th and um went to San Diego which is going to be my last week and um the, the assistant pro at White Matter Doug Hedner's, gave me an extra week off to do that and then I was supposed to fly right to Philadelphia and she finished second of course in San Diego and I called him the next week and, or that that next Monday and said sorry man I'm not coming I'm going to continue doing this i just made 2500 bucks a week and at the time i think i was making 350 a week as an assistant pro so um, that's that's how it all started no uh three almost uh what three and a half years on the lpga so one year with uh lynn and then when i was in australia jan stevenson asked me to work for for i worked for her for two and a half years and then i I quit and then went to the pga tour
0: that's amazing Um, have you even unpacked your bag in the last like 29 years or so like
1: it sounds like you've just been a traveling roadshow <laughs> well, yeah it's uh fortunately you know i i wound up working for i worked for hubert green for six years and then i got hired away from hubert by hale irwin
0: yeah. um
1: and i worked for him for eight years and he only played about 22 to 24 events a year so, you know, I was making really good money, and then, you know, in 08, I wound up um, going to Canada to work for, um, God, I forget the guy's name, but anyway, he wasn't in the tournament when I got there, he was 11th alternate. so I called him and said, hey, you're not in the tournament, he said, well, what I always get in there, but anyway, long story, that's where I met Kevin, and um, I worked for him for a week. Yeah, in Canada. So I worked Canadian, for the what week. Canadian would Open, that would that have been?
0: Yeah, Canadian Open. Canadian Open,
1: yeah. Um, in Toronto at uh, Glen Abbey. Uh, the name of the golf, what is it called? Glen Abbey. Glen Abbey, yeah, Glen Abbey, the place that oh. they're supposedly going to build a thousand condos on, um, which hasn't <laughs> happened yet, but center of Canada. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, worked for him for the week. He finished eighth, and then I went back to work for, for Hale. Um, wow. and then he called me like six weeks later and offered me the job and I turned him down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm do, you remind, like do you remind him of that Square office? Uh, that, uh that, that it's, time a, cap? it's a, you know what, it was a blessing in disguise. Um, cause I continued working for, for, for Hale. And then I'd work actually, he called me back and he said, what weeks can you work? And, uh, at the end of the year, I worked for him, um, in, Phoenix, Vegas and Phoenix, which was the yeah. old prize, but in Vegas they took me to dinner the whole family and they literally made me an offer that um I couldn't refuse. So couldn't refuse. Nice. I couldn't refuse, yes. Yeah. So, uh, so how long have you been? Eleven on years later. Uh, Eleven years
0: you've been with Kevin? Eleven,
1: 11 years, yes. That's Eleven incredible, yes. dude. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Kenny we gotta talk about yeah. Hale a bit. Like I hear he's yeah. is one of the nicest guys on tour. You know, he I was I mean yeah. Uh, Hubert Green was probably, he was one of my best friends until the day he died. Uh, when, when Hale called me up and offered me the job, I, you know, he wasn't playing the first two weeks. So I said, listen, I got to talk to Hubert in person. And when I talked to Hubert, Hubert's like, Kenny, you have to take the job. If you don't take the job, you're fired. Uh, <laughs> wow. Literally because it's going to be going from making like, you know, double the amount of money. And you know, that's yeah. the type of person that, that Hubert was, and then, you know, fast forward to eleven years, yeah, eight years later, I get the job with Hale, and it was kind of the same situation. Hale was awesome, and uh, he says, you know, it's you, you got to go, go back to the big tour. They're playing for three times the amount of money, and yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, so I've been very, very, very fortunate. Yeah, that's yeah. It's kind of a, it's kind of been a bit of a storybook for you. I mean, you've had some pretty pretty amazing guys, but I mean, obviously, that's a testament to the kind of caddy you are and a kind of employee, I guess, if you want to call it that. As yeah. Would be. So that's super cool. I'd love to know how much you actually get to play when you're out there on tour. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is uh, I used to play a lot. Um, Hale had his own private jet. He literally, you know, he played 22 or 23 events. Um, he flew out Sunday night, went home. He didn't come back until Wednesday night, played the Thursday Pro-Am, Friday, Saturday, Sunday tournament. Um, so I played a lot. I was like at two handicap at the time. I probably played 125 times a year. Uh, and then I started working for Kevin Nah, uh, and I did not play on the tour once for four and a half years. The what? first time I played, got you working, years, man. Yeah, well, he, you know, he had his family, his, he had his parents out there traveling with him. And When they hired me, they hired a, a, a manager for him named Moto. Uh, from Japan and the three of us were literally we traveled everywhere we went together we literally stayed in the same hotel not the same room but the same hotel just next door <laughs> other. You know, it was like that <laughs> we were all next door and we went to dinner together we went to the gym together we did everything together so I had literally had no time to play and then the first time I played was in Greenbrier um, I went up going out with the Titleist guys Kevin had a girlfriend there for the week so I had some free time and that was the first time I played golf uh on the road wow. yeah so it was kind of crazy so my handicap went from a two to a 14. Um, a, a, a <laughs> and i really time. don't play that much anymore so no, but... you don't get to play that much anymore no no i i do i mean i rate courses for golf digest so i've got to do two events 10 events 10 tournament or 10 courses a year right um and then i play probably maybe 20 times at home a year now right um, well, that's a decent number yeah not as much yeah. as i used to well, you got yeah. kids, you got a family, right? I mean that kind of takes Uh part. unfortunately no, I don't have a kid any any children. Um uh, I wish I wish I did, but actually I, I, I have some adopted uh my girlfriend's got a couple of kids, so I kind of am.
0: there you gone. go Good for you. Yeah, and a
1: and dog too. We got Romeo the, the golden retriever, so there you go. There you go. Keeps you keeps you busy.
0: Kenny, I did want yeah, to ask you true. I mean, obviously you've been on tour with you know, obviously Hale and now Kevin for quite some time. Like you've seen quite a generational change on tour between obviously the time that you started to the time till now, like you've seen so many legends come through the tour. I mean, what, what did that feel like, like watching these guys? I mean, you were obviously there when like Tiger's coming on the scene and speed and JT and DJ. And then you're obviously watching the end of guys careers like Zinger and Davis love and all these guys. I mean, what was that? Right. like?
1: You know, it was pretty amazing. I mean, you know, going to work for, you know, Turning Huber turning 50 and going on the Champions Tour with him, and then uh, Senior Tour at the time, and then turned into the Champions Tour. And then I had Hale, you know. and Then we're playing in the we're playing in the uh, skins game with Arnold Jack and <laughs> uh, Arnold Jack and Gary. So crazy, crazy. Uh, You're talking about you know uh, arguably the best player in the world, Jack Nicholas, and then obviously you know people say Tiger's the best player in the world between the two of them. Being able to, I mean, it's 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 fairy tale to be honest. Um, I and then if you look at today's era of golf, it is unbelievable. You know, we talk about this all the time. I I've always felt that Jack's era was the greatest ever. Um, you look at all the guys. You got four guys in the top ten all time that played in Jack's era, and then you look at Tiger's era. But I think today. You know the strength of the tour is stronger than it's ever been. I agree. Uh, you've got so many superstars. I mean, you just every single week. And now Rory, I think. You know, I think that Rory is a little bit above everyone right now. Um, my personal feeling is is that he drives the ball longer. He drives it straighter. You know, he's starting to putt well, working with Brad Faxon. Yeah, uh, that, that's always been his weakest link. Um, you know, obviously he had. A tough time the last two weeks closing but uh you know i think he has the potential to be in the next 10 years the the best guy on tour maybe the, maybe the 2020 masters champion i always like to throw these in there but yeah sure, would, think well, I mean, he has played uh,
0: five events this year and he hasn't finished higher lower than uh t5 i mean you, people can be knocking uh, on him but he's still like he's in the top five every single event that he plays it's Sung
1: J M is not taking down the Masters. I need to throw that out there right bro, now, bro. Sung J M is winning a major
0: this year. Him. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> mm, wow, that's a pretty bold prediction, right there. <laughs>
0: yeah, I would agree.
1: I like where I like where Kevin's games at. He's trending in the right direction. Yeah, like, he, is, he, he has a uh, ball striking week like he has coming up. Like oof, deadly. Yeah,
0: right?
1: he's he's um he is trending. We worked really hard this last week in Mexico. Um yeah the weather was really bad this year in in Vegas where he lives and very rusty coming out and we had a long talk at uh, Riviera after missing the cut and really focused last week on his putting and um, the ball striking's getting better but you know his chipping and, and putting was phenomenal last week um, so yeah maker, just, for sure and he's coming in on Saturday he's gonna to be staying at my house uh, Saturday and then we'll head over to Bay Hill on on Sunday and uh start getting ready. So yeah. I think yeah, I think he's I think you're gonna see, you know, obviously he won twice last year. Um I put a I put uh our goals, I put my goals for you know, it was kinda of for him to see uh on Instagram on you know just being prepared mm-hmm. to win every week because, you know, I see the greatest players. I've I've watched them you know, from Nicholas, obviously I wasn't watching him in his highlight, but to, you know, from Hale to the guys that are the best, they're they're prepared to win every week they come out, and that's our our goal is to be prepared. So, um, I'm liking the golf courses coming up. Bay Hill's a great golf course for him. He's almost won there twice. He's almost won at TPC twice. Yeah. Uh, Valspar, he's almost won it twice. You know, we, we finished fifth at Match Play. So, yeah. Um, you know we are. You're right. We're trending in the right direction. So I'm really excited for the rest of the year. I think especially. Okay, so, with – So,
0: sorry, Percy. Go ahead.
1: No, I was just gonna say. So that being said, you you've seen him sort of come into his prime. What were the days like when? I hate to say maybe the driver yips or there the was pace of play issue with him. Yeah. What What were the darker days like? Oh well, he had it all going on. He had the pace of play. Um, which, you know, he, 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 once you have a stigma like that, it kind of sticks to you. I mean, it's still to this day. Everybody well, we're watching it. Slow. Look at Bryson.
0: I mean, nobody yeah, likes that guy Patrick because of of play. Yeah. Right. And
1: yeah, he's he's taken, you know, Kevin pats him on the back and says thank you every day he sees him. But, uh, no, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> a pace of play slow guy. But, uh, no, uh-huh. he's, you know, we, we've worked hard on it from – pretty much the first two years it was uh it was you know uh, the issue i think he mostly had was you know trust with a caddy um in believing in in you have somebody that you can believe in things will pick up you're you're more confident make decisions quicker um but but the biggest problem i think that most players have is they take too much time on the green and kevin lines up his ball so we are we've 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 changed a lot with that. We, we, I'll just say, you know, you're an inch too far to the left or whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But we won't change the ball. He'll just putt. So everything he's changed to get quicker. Um, back in the yip days, when he had, you know, we had a two-shot lead going into the Sunday at TPC, and he couldn't pull the trigger with the driver. Um,
0: that was tough to watch. You know, that was. A-
1: it was a, it, it was tough to watch, but he, you know, he, if you remember on Saturday, he goes into the interview and he says, listen, I've got a problem. I'm, I'm trying to address the problem. Mm-hmm. And he actually is the only player I've ever known to put the game of golf first. He, instead owned it, of himself. Right? he owned, he owned, yeah, he owned he it. He owned it. What? Yeah. And he changed everything that he had to, to get quicker. So um, awesome. I give him all the credit in the world because i tell you what, after that, we played bad for six months because he sped everything up. Yeah. how how instrumental how instrumental are you in that change for him are you there yeah you bring up trust. Him or what, what, is it, this, what does it look like on the back end well I, it all worked out i think in the long run um obviously he's won three tournaments in the last i don't know 35 tournaments missed, yeah. which is um but at first i didn't know what they were doing when they left and they came back in colonial and had the golf channel there and i just said dude you you're nuts you're crazy. You're not going to play well. And he didn't, he didn't play well for six months, but he put, like I said, he put the game in front of his actual own game, um, which I've got to give him all the credit in the world because I don't know another player that would have done that. Um, And, you know, we figured things out um, together and, you know, we've obviously there's times where, you know, he's a little slow, like on the greens. I mean, it's just, it's his routine and he lines up a ball and when you line up a ball, it takes time. But um you know, it, it, it's getting better. It gets better every week. Um, are, are you know, conscious are, of that stuff? Like, are you, uh, yeah. are like you thinking about get, that stuff? I'm always thinking about uh, if we get behind, I'm the first one off the T box. I get there before he does. I have all the information. I know exactly what club he's hitting. Um, and we are literally quick. It's like even the official on Saturday night, we had a big party at the, the Hyatt that the tournament threw on. And a, one of the officials came up to us on. Um, the sixth hole uh not the sixth hole the six 16th hole and it's like hey you guys this is your warning and i oh, know really? ken he's a great guy and i said listen ken you know on 14 we waited eight minutes for a truck to move out of our way that's the reason why we were behind right. and he's like oh i didn't know that perfect you know he timed us we took us eight seconds to hit that next shot in the fairway well wow. so you're good nice so roll. yeah Does he's you- like i gotta you know the first thing he said he says i gotta men you guys is kevin is unbelievable he tries harder than anybody on tour to get moving so you know we would probably in. preach
0: to some other players on tour
1: <laughs> yeah you know when you're playing for uh like last week ten and a half million dollars yeah um, exactly it's and gonna this, get but a, the a little problem. slower at tpc yeah and, but honestly the biggest problem is too many people on the golf course when you yeah, have totally you know 156 man field there's nowhere to go Right. You know, there's literally nowhere to go. You know, when you have 144, there's nowhere to go. When you have a 120-man field, usually the pace of play is great. Right. So, and there's nothing you can do because you've got to give those those guys that are the opportunity to play. Right. So, you know, it's a catch-22. So, you know, when you get big fields and it's, you barely have enough time to finish on Friday and sometimes we're finishing on Saturday because of daylight, because the fields are too big. It is what it is, but you know, if you look at base play on Saturday and Sunday, it's always a lot better than it is when we cut down to now 65 in ties, which absolutely helps even that much more. Mm-hmm. Now, like okay, when you... Kenny, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna direct this in a, in another direction here. All right. So we got big fields on the PGA Tour. What about this premier golf league? What about these shrunken team events? What's your take on that? You know, honestly, um, I think uh, there's been like three guys that come out negatively on it. Um, I know that uh, Bubba and Rory both said they wouldn't. Rory said, well, if everybody else joins in, he probably will. But, you know, I think it's so far away. You've got to get, I mean, they're saying in 2022, realistically, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I think that the tour, the, the purses of the tour are going to start going up significantly. We're playing for fifteen million I was gonna this say, year. We're already seeing TPC. it at the players. We're, we're, we're going to twenty million next year. TPC is my understanding. Yeah, uh, the purses are going to be eleven million starting in twenty-five uh, with the TV revenue. They've got so much to get down in such a short period of time. I, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. Why, why, would, you yeah, why I, would you stray? Yeah. Why would you stray?
0: I think well,
1: somebody's trying to cause some shit though, honestly. Like clearly, that's what it's doing, right? You got stupid money behind it. That I believe it's the Saudis that have the money. 100%. Um, 100%. It's two guys from England that are spearheading this thing. You know, I, you know, it could be really cool. I don't know. I mean, it's just I. There's so many questions I have. What happens if a guy gets hurt and he falls out of the top 50? yeah um and he's not on a team is he going to be able to go back to the pga tour or is he going to be banned? well monahan okay, said so. that they
0: won't be playing on the tour if, yeah, if they yeah. make that so, switch over but like what from your you, okay, perspective though so go kenny to, like as a guy that's been on the tour for so long yeah. i mean obviously you, it doesn't really matter to you but like how would you view a player like if he was to leave and go play on that like would you view them any different, or would it be like, hey, you're just chasing a paycheck. You're not really chasing a legacy, and you, 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 know, you don't want to win a Masters or a U.S. Open. No, 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 you no, just, no, no. You're no. just chasing but, a paycheck.
1: But these guys are all going to be able to play in the majors. They're going to all be able to play probably in the World Championships. So they're going to have world ranking points, so they're still going to be able to play in U.S. Open, the PGA, the Open the Championship, they're carry and the Masters. They're still going to be fair. able to play in them, but they're not going to be able to. Like, let's say if Tiger leaves, you know, yeah. he's got one more tournament to beat Sam Snead. He's got four more to catch Jack. Um, you know, the majors. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I honestly, I, I don't personally. My feeling is that this isn't going to happen.
0: No, it's I not going
1: to work. And I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but uh, for the guys mm-hmm. that, you know, they're 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 rolling the dice, man, because. Yeah, the superstars are going to be fine. You know, Tiger's going to have his probably his own team. He's going to be making $250 million right off the bat. Norio will have his own team. Beckleson will have his own team. they will probably own the teams. Those franchises are going to go up in value. So, at that point, I, I get it. But it's the guys like the Kevins and the Kisners and those type of players that, you know, are 25th. And all of a sudden, let's say they get hurt or they have a bad year and they fall out of the top 50. Now, all of a sudden, you know, you're kicked to, to the curb, and then, yeah, you know, exactly. are they gonna are they gonna roll the dice for that? I I wouldn't personally, no. Um, no, especially with agree. especially with the strength of the PGA Tour right now. I mean, they're just signing a new uh, TV contract. I mean, so right, basically
0: is, double what their old one was. Yep. Right.
1: So you look at that, and you know, the PGA Tour is the strongest it's ever been. Yeah, yeah um, games, in a, games in a good place. I don't think it needs to go anywhere. I don't right. think it needs outside investment. I think. The general consensus from the four Jack listeners is, you know, this is a nice little pipe dream, but you know, carry on kind of thing. Right. I think the idea of it going global
0: a little bit more is definitely something from a viewer standpoint, which would be great. Like, I they're starting to do that though. No, they are for sure. But like, if you can implement that, like an international event, like once a month, you know, that creates a little more interest. I mean, we've Kenny on here, we've talked about like if this for this PGL shit. If they wanted to join Mm -hmm. up with the European tour, obviously a tour that struggles, but like still has some traction, you know, then you're, you're building something, but you're right. The tour is in such a good spot that it'd be silly to ever do that. And I'm sure like there's guys on tour like that. I'm sure you hear when you're walking around going like, what the hell is this? Like, you gotta be kidding me.
1: Yeah, it's, um, you know, we, we we had dinner that night when I had the white rice and uh, some pork. Um, <laughs> it was Jens, and I said, Jens, so where's Llamorous. what you feeling on this, you know? And he's like, well, I mean, they have the money, but is it really going to happen? And, you know, he felt like, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, you know, but we're going to see. I mean, who knows? Some players I mean,
0: have gone and gone and talked to the guys already. I mean,
1: oh, reportedly 100%. Brooks and Phil They're, have
0: gone and spoke with them, DJ as yeah, well. Yeah, they got to do their...
1: Yeah, due diligence yeah so yeah yeah i mean it's like you know being a business you're gonna go and look at the other opportunities right. i mean that's just common sense if you're not you're a dummy yeah and um, every so, player on
0: tour is a business like they are a brand themselves absolutely it's a brand
1: Yeah, it's their own or a hundred percent um this is a this is a individual sport it's not a team sport you know right. each each guy that's on tour it's his own business its own little corporation if you can look at it that way as way i look at it yeah um you know, I, I, I treat this as this this is my business. Um and I heard you know, every day.
0: I kinda of heard something funny anyways about like if you think about like the golfer, like the PGA tour golfer or any golfer, to kind of look away from the team side, but like golf is an individual game. It's it's for guys that are like fairly O C D, that need like superior control of what's going on. Now, imagine you're dealing with a team aspect of it. I mean you're gonna really <laughs> throw a wrench into the mix there. I mean, there's definitely. I'm sure you've seen with Kevin. Like, I, I mean, I don't know exactly what you guys are working on and practicing, but like, I'm sure his routine is pretty down packed. He knows exactly how he wants things to kind of right. introduce new people into that mix. Like, is that? I think that would throw guys off like completely.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot of little things in there that um, you know can change a lot of, your lot whole of life. A lot of variables there are, and, and yeah. you know, it's like guy like Kevin, I mean, you know, I, I think he's, you know, I, I, I've i always told him how great he is, and right from the beginning, it's the reason why I left, because I saw something in him that, um you know, he was 100th and 140th in the world, or, you know, 200-something in the world when I first started working for him um i'm like dude you don't know how good you are Mm -hmm. i said i've seen the greatest players in the world and you have no idea how good you are and you know it took years to build that confidence and and you know he's a different player now because it. now he finally realizes it you know um but who's been putting that confidence in him every round of golf every pro-am every practice round the guy on the bag has a lot to do with it too. so. Yeah, I actually don't work so hard in the pro-ams and the practice <laughs> rounds. to be honest. I said, I don't show up until Thursday, dude. I'm not wasting any of my time on Wednesday, but no, I mean, but yeah, you're 100% right. There's um, there's so much psychology in caddying, and I think that mm-hmm. the, the best caddies, anybody can give yardages, pull cloak, the best caddies are the psychologists. Yeah, um, and, and I think that's, and,
0: and... sorry, go ahead, Kenny.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, golf is a 98% mental sport. Oh, yeah, man. 100% mm-hmm. between the ears yeah. right? You look at all the players on the tours, and you see them hit the golf ball, and how good they hit it, and they first go to the first tee, and they hit the ball right in the trees. That's mental. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you see the greatest players are all the strongest mentally players, physically, mm-hmm. mentally. You know, they're prepared to be the best, um, and they all believe right. in themselves. We're going to take a little we're going to take a little trip back here a couple of years. We're going to go back to May 2019. Kevin Nah wins at Colonial and Kenny harms is a recipient of a 1973 Dodge Challenger. Yes sir. Tell, tell us about this ride you have. All right. Uh well, uh, let's backtrack about two months before the tournament. Um, the tournament came to the APTC, our caddy organization, and asked us to promote the tour and prom- or promote the tournament to Charles Schwab because it was a new, a uh, new event, a new event, and they wanted us to promote this car. So we got the picture, and I posted it on Instagram, hey, Kevin, when we win Colonial this year, you need to give me the car because I'm going to look a lot better in that car, that blue car, with my baby blue eyes than you will. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and then on Tuesday, we're playing a practice. We're playing nine holes with um, a couple other players and the coaches there. And, you know, everybody's BSing, and the car is right to the right. And I waited until silence. I said, hey, Kev. When we win this week, you're gonna give me the car, right? And he goes, he kind of looks at the car, he looks at me, he looks back at the car. He says, "Yeah, if I win." I said, "No, when when you win. we win, yeah, when <laughs> you win, not when I, we win." I Jeez, said, when this is what I'm win. talking about, you know. I just it. kept on putting that mental Plan plug in. This So, the so then you know, obviously, you know, we've got we're going into Sunday with a with a couple shot lead, and you know, Kevin, I, he had this confidence in him you know, we, we missed the cut the week before at the PGA oh. by a shot. We've missed the cut every year at best page black by a shot every time we played there. Um, so he wasn't playing that bad, but that golf course is just ridiculously long for him. So it was a blessing in disguise that we missed the cut because he was rested for the following week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything was just going great. I mean, the, uh, uh, Saturday on the, on the 11th poll, Kevin's in the bunker and three A terrible tee shot, simple up and down. And this lady literally laughs in the middle of his downswing and he sculled it across screen and we might want to make a bogey <laughs> and he came back and he made an un, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I, know, I know, I like know, but, <laughs> but you know, that could have changed the whole complexity of the tournament. And then the next hole, he gets up and he snap hooks this tee ball. And, you know, we were, we were three hybrid away from hitting the green, but I said, just hit the four iron. It's going to come up short, get it up and down, take all the trouble out of play because he hit it over the green. It could go anywhere because we're literally in between the two fairways. So he wanted to pin it down there, and it was actually a lot harder chip shot than it was, but he chipped it to like three inches. And then the confidence, the confidence was there, and then he birdied the next hole, and it went on to win the golf tournament. And then, you know, when he makes the putt, Birdby on eighteen to win the tournament, he turns around and he, you know, he points at the car, that car's yours and <laughs> uh, he obviously he did it. Obviously it's a special car, but nobody really knew what that car actually had in it. Um the Steve Strope is the one that redid the whole car and um let's just say that uh, the value of the car was probably four times of what we thought it was. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean I grew up in a family that were drag racers and it had yeah you know big block chevys growing up and things yeah. like that and for me to see that car and you take that i was just like wow that's a fucking ride man like yeah that is a ride better than a ferrari better than a mclaren any of that kind of crap oh 100 you know the funniest thing is is the first car i ever bought was a 73 camaro and i had redid the whole car i've got a uh three twenty seven engine in it and yeah. you know souped it up and painted it yellow with you know Corvette yellow with black stripes and the whole thing and uh, I was in college I needed some money so I sold the sold car. It. Yeah. Um so when I saw that car I'm like God I got we're gonna win this week. I know we're gonna win it. And oh, boy. you know, Well <laughs> spe- love it. speaking about yeah. hot,
0: speaking of hot rods though, to go back into like the caddying side of things like what was it like when you obviously you left Hale Kevin was right there but like what was it like when you were kind of watching Kevin and you're like man this guy is gonna be good and you're like you found out you're like man I found my horse like this guy is gonna like this is my career now like this is the guy that's gonna take me to the promised land like what does that feel like as a as a tour caddy being like I found my bag this is what I need like this is the guy. All I have to do is show up every week, do my job, and I have a great job. you though career. do
1: you get to that point where you feel that though well? like are you sold uh actually, no, I actually turned him down for uh <laughs> the first time. <laughs> The first time he offered me the job, well, obviously he called me um, and offered me the job. And I said, dude, I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to work for Hiller, And I, You know, I appreciate the offer. right? Guaranteed. Uh, yeah, guess Well, I mean, but, you know, Hale's been great to me. Eight years I was working for him. Um, yeah, he was getting older. He hadn't won in a year. But, um, you know, he's phenomenal. Great family. I mean, they're, they're still great friends. I me. Mean, it was a very difficult decision. Well, it wasn't a difficult decision. I just like... Kevin's Kevin's nickname on the tour was the Apprentice because he fired so many caddies every year. And that, so, a long story. I'll, I'll just give you the, the story. But anyway, long story short, I, I told him, you know, listen, I can't. I'm not gonna leave Hale. Don't fire caddy, I'm not gonna fire him. He calls me a minute later and says, "All right, what we? I fired my caddy. What we? Can you work for me? <laughs> so I worked for him a couple of weeks, and then we were in um, we were in New York at uh, Turning Stone casino my best one of my best friends is getting married in cincinnati i said to him i said i can work the week but i'm leaving friday night i come back Saturday night he says no problem so when i when i leave we're in 13th place he had two more holes to finish it rained delay and stuff so but when i came back we were in 52nd place oh what? um Whoa. what happened 52nd place yeah so uh i don't know i wasn't there <laughs> what, the <laughs> bag? what the hell uh, uh you know i who was on the bag? Um, Wait, the back the, Marcos, or the Marcos, the Marcos caddy missed the missed the cut, so he worked for him for the day for the oh, 10 no. 20 holes, and he didn't play very well. His dad was there with him, and we get done on Sunday, and we shot like 72 that day. And you know, I, he goes, "I want to talk to you," and you know, and that's when he's like offered me the job, and I just said, "You know, dude, I I work for Hale." I said, "I can't leave him." He was like, "Why?" And I go, "Well," I said, "You know." Your reputation out here is for obvious reasons. Yeah. Your reputation, you know, isn't. And, and, and in his, you know, he had a father that made a lot of the decisions, and and he's like, "Well, you know, my dad loves you." And I said, "Well, yeah, I get that." I says, "But, but, yeah. I've never been fired. I worked for one of the greatest players in the game, and I think you just just think about things. Think about things for a couple of weeks. I'm going to work for Back for Hale. I'll see you in Vegas. And let's have dinner and." Let's talk about things, but I really want you to think about what you want in life and what you want to achieve in life. Mm -hmm. And then let's sit down and talk about it. Mm -hmm. So that's what we did. We, we got to Vegas and, uh, Monday night, I met him for Korean barbecue. I think it was the most amount of food I've ever seen people eat. It was his dad, (laughs) his mom, his brother, and myself, and and obviously Kevin. And, um, you know, they made, they, we talked about, you know, what he wanted to do and, and I love what he had to say and. You know, they've made me an offer to pay me. You can't refuse. Yes, I couldn't refuse. So, and, They you romance know, you. They romance you. Well, yeah, but, you know, the thing is, is that I knew this kid had so much talent and that he was such an underachiever. I knew it. I, this the, the first week I worked for him, you know, we finished dates together. And, you know, it was like this guy has got talent. He's got Is a lot of stud. talent. Is this the Michelle Wee syndrome? Is this the Asian no, parents being no, micromanagers? No. You know, I think I think his parents actually did an amazing job raising him. Um, but they didn't believe in a lot of things that I believed in, which was working out and, and not in resting. They were more like, you know, you gotta you gotta work go, harder, go. harder, harder. And yeah. that's actually the opposite thing you have to do with the game of golf, because you have to be you have to be ready to play at your best. Mm -hmm. and i think that i my personal feelings was is that you know he got burned out really early every season because if you look at his statistics he played really well on the west coast and then he faltered then he played good one week and so we changed a lot of things of what he did um it took four years to get him in the gym um you know but here we are and you know he's he went from being a you know a player that was a hundredth on the money list to a guy that's the first year worked from finished 19th. So, but you know what I do? Honestly, you need to be an athlete nowadays on the PGA tour. You've seen 100%. it. Yeah. See that transformation, but like to be relevant, you got to be in the gym. You got to care about your body. You got to care about your diet. You got to have, and you got to do the right thing. What guys to on me, tour aren't go, getting yeah.
0: into the gym and doing that nowadays? Like it's very few. I mean, it's,
1: yeah, I'd say 20, 20% of them aren't. Um, there, there, are some guys that maybe do it in the off season. Uh, Kevin doesn't do everything that I would love for him to do, but you know what? You can't change everything about a person. Yeah. They have to be their own person and make their Still own decisions. Still the player we're
0: talking about as well. Like if they're not up Right.
1: To it. You know, so I push him where I need to push him. Um, and he knows when I, when I, when I say something, I mean it. And you know, we've got a great relationship that we can sit down and talk and communicate. Um, So, you know, we, we've, we've we've done some good things and, um, you know, he's, he's, I mean, he's so talented. I mean, best short game on tour, one of the best putters on tour. Uh, he's got a great coach in Drew Streckel. They, they've got, uh, they pretty much, he, he knows his golf swing a lot better, which has a lot to do with it also. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of variables that changed him to the player he is today. And I think that, the future just gets brighter and brighter with more knowledge he gets about his golf swing and and the confidence that he has. And, you know, let's face it, he's married, he's got two beautiful kids. I mean, he's happy. And 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 he's a veteran. What's that? He's a veteran now. He's a veteran on
0: tour now, you know, like he has that much more experience and a little more clout and, you know, he feels a little more, you can tell, he feels more comfortable on tour. And I mean, even since I've started watching him, it's night and day like watching him compared to, like you said, in the dark days, whatever time that was, he does look like a very confident player. And he looks like a seems like a player that a lot of the other guys on tour enjoy. I mean, we saw last year at the players when, you know, Tiger tried to do the, the Kevin. Yeah. And it's like, that's when would you have seen that besides Tiger? But like anyone doing that with Kevin Null back in the day and now, you know, right. he's a veteran. People like to be around him. He's a good dude
1: yeah he is he's a great dude he's um uh, he's he's really blossomed into an amazing human being and and father and husband and you know obviously player i mean he's uh a yeah. testament a testament to the work you guys put in together though too like don't sell yourself short it's a lot really? of oh, a lot to do with the guy on the bag man yeah i mean i appreciate that but um you know i'm only as good as a player I, exactly. i've been very blessed to see the greatest players in the world but you know the greatest players in the world are that great because they are that great. Um, and you know, I, I just try to, you know, if I can help him in any way, that's that's what my game is, my goal is. And um, you know, he's he's been a great boss for 11 years, and you know, hopefully we can. I my whole thing is winning majors and winning golf tournaments. I I I literally I got spoiled by Hubert and Hale about winning, and, and it's all about winning, and, um, and that's why I try to instill in him. I That's think you and Kevin you know.
0: are due for a, a major yeah man hundred percent for sure. yeah, We're, Jackson, yeah.
1: pulling for you for sure. We got a couple uh, couple final questions for you, Kenny. Yeah. Who are your buddies on tour? Um, you, um, buddies? you know, I, I. You know, honestly, um, I've got uh, probably Steve Holka, Mark Karen, um, a couple young guys, uh, Tim Giuliani uh I hate to leave people out but uh I I am it this is a business to me to be honest and yeah. when when I'm out on the tour I go to the gym I work out um maybe once in a while i have dinner with the guys but uh it's when you're out in that sun for as long as you are and you know it's you're you're on their schedule um so like last week I went to the gym I usually do the gym in the morning but um, I go to the gym all last week right after we get done I just go right up throw my gym clothes on and go to the gym and that's my stress reliever it kind of makes me get away from what the reality of the real world is traveling and everything else it's uh good routine man so yeah it's like a routine it's um so uh who else would be um pretty much you know i probably you know kevin obviously is probably one of my best friends on tour he he is my best friend on tour yeah um i've been very blessed everything every (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and every 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 relationship I've own. had, every caddy relationship I've had with a player, I've I've turned into you know from Hale to Hubert. I mean, they're we're still close. So that's awesome. Um, with any be, golf bud, though, you spend enough time with golf buds, too.
0: you're gonna become a lot better yeah. friends with them.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, no. oh,
0: I'll go. I want
1: I want to know what is your favorite venue to work at, be at, experience. What's the best place to be during the season? You know, honestly, I hate to say this, but it, it was always the U.S. Open. But it open? It, well, no, it oh. used to be. No, they destroyed the tournament. I can't stand it now. Oh, um, Please
0: get into this. Why?
1: I, I, because they've, 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 they've turned it into the patty cake U.S. Open. I mean, every single, every single tournament that I've been at, they've screwed up. Last year. Thirteen under wins in a U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. The golf course was in perfect condition. All they had to do was get it firm and fast, and they put water on the golf course the whole week. Uh, They're yep. scared. They're I literally you scared. You know, they screwed up. I wasn't at Shinnecock. They screwed up Shinnecock. I told a buddy of mine Saturday night after the, you know they got golf course wet. Said bet the lowest score tomorrow. I guarantee it's going to be in, in Fleetwood. Shot like sixty-two or something. Mm-hmm. Um, they they have they they've lost control of the U.S. Open. They they've you know, they're all about distance and it isn't about distance. It's about getting the golf course hard and fast, bringing the fairways in. We and just they did saw that at Riviera. Dollar.
0: Like, well, why not take a note of that? I mean, obviously this is a regular tour event, but look at how difficult Riviera played. Firm and fast. Correct. The greens were right. brutal. It right. was cut short. I mean, we saw the President's Cup just a few months ago. Look yep. at, Royal Melbourne has like no rough. It's just firm, yeah. fast, and shaved around the greens. Why can't you right. do that for a U.S. Open? I mean, it's
1: unbelievable. Hopefully, they they're learning. Uh, I I you know I I just it. So anyways, if my my favorite tournament is the Open Championship. I think that that's the golf the way it's supposed to be played. You know, any anybody venue? can win it. Uh, all of them, other than the one we're going to this year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really, not a fan of it.
1: Yeah, oh. that golf course is so. Honestly, that golf course. Is, I mean, you can hit perfect shots and you can be in bunkers and stuff. It, it, there's so much luck involved in it. Do you but think normally it'll be a high it doesn't number? matter? Um, I don't know. I mean, we don't know how the golf course is going to play until we sure. get there. But usually, yeah. you get to the US uh, an Open Championship, um, and then second would be Augusta, then third would be the Open uh, US Open, mm-hmm. and then fourth the PGA. Really? Uh, uh, yeah, my favorite golf courses, uh, tournaments other than that um, would be uh, Waste Management because it's so unique. I love I love the energy of the fans and everything and the loudness of it. It's once a year. I wouldn't want it every year. I love Pebble Beach. My favorite place in the whole country to go to. Yeah, uh, Great the guy friends back. moved out there. Uh, Angie and Bob Izzy, who I stay with, they're phenomenal. They live on the uh, eighth hole at the MPTC, so Um, and then anything that's in New Jersey, because that's my home state. Exactly. Got to wrap the, got to wrap the hometown. Exactly. I wouldn't want to live there now, but I wouldn't want to live there now, but you know, it's, it's still, yeah, I, I, there's lots of good golf courses up that way though. I mean, you can't, can't you can't, you can't argue with it, but no, I mean the best golf course in the world is Piner or, uh, Pine Valley, Pine Valley Valley, in the world. And then you got, you got, my hometown, Ridgewood Country Club, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Plainfield, Somerset. I mean, there's so many great golf courses. So, now,
0: Kenny, I, I did want to ask. Yeah, I did want to ask Kenny, like, obviously, you've been on tour for quite some time. And I just, like, I want to know, like, some either, like, really interesting or really wild, like, tour stories. Like, what's, like, one of the wildest things you've seen on tour and, like, maybe the funniest thing you've seen on tour? Whether it be yeah, a or player or some dirt. Spectator. Kenny. Yeah, Me come on, dirt. we need something here.
1: Me, all right. You know, honestly, the funniest thing I've ever seen in my whole life was uh, in uh, Portland, Oregon. I was working for Hale, and we were playing with Walter Morgan, and this is kind of disgusting, but it's literally the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. So oh, no. we we're on the we we're on the seventh green, and Walter Morgan puts out and he says, "Guys, I got to run." So on the eighth tee box, there's a bathroom right there, and so we hit. Walter Morgan doesn't come out. We get to our second shot. There's no Walter Morgan. We hit it up on the green. We're up on the green, and all of a sudden, Walter Morgan comes out of his golf cart. And his Caddy is running behind him. I hit the tee shot and gets to the second. He gets to the golf course and or gets to the, the, the green and unfortunately had an issue in the portage on and he shit all over himself. Oh my God. And he used oh. the towel with. The caddy didn't realize he used a towel and he started wiping the dryer. He somehow he was all over his club. <laughs> he had his his wife his wife leaves the eighth hole, goes to the pro shop, oh my god. buys That's a shirt, be buys pants, buys everything. I mean it was it was you felt so bad for him, but when you look back at it, it it was literally the funniest thing. Oh my god. We were, we were, we're all feel like sorry for him, but like after like when he comes back in and he's changing we all got like the biggest laugh out of the you whole couldn't tell, Yeah, you can't stop oh laughing at that holy man. Yeah, I mean, it's like, that's a shitty day on the golf. He man, he must be wow, eating some real like, bad Mexican food <laughs> <in> the night before. <laughs> so no, obviously no,
0: that would be, well I mean that might be the wildest thing you've ever seen. But <laughs> what is uh like what's like the most spectacular thing you've seen on tour, whether it be someone winning or a specific shot or even something someone said, uh, like, I mean,
1: you've been out there well, honestly, so long. Well, I honestly, think, I think one of the coolest things, I, I you know, was when Tiger at TPC Walk the I putt think, in. walked in the putt. Because, you yeah, know, that, that, that must was have been amazing. So huge. It was so huge for him, and it was so huge for golf, and it was so huge for Kevin as well because that thing went viral. It's like the third oh, yeah. biggest viral thing that's ever happened on the PGA Tour um i mean there's so many great stories obviously um but that was kind of cool uh you know the first time i we were paired with nick price you know we were all playing so poorly and we were teeing off on sunday and this is nick price when i was working for hale erwin in raleigh north carolina and you know, back then, you know, you're playing golf. he gets done off the first hole and he's literally just signing autographs going from the cream to the tee. And it was, it was, I'm going to, I'm going to make, it's kind of a funny situation because I, I probably did something I've only done twice in my whole life, but um, I'm paying attention to him. And the next hole's a par three and I get up there, we're first to hit because we made birdie. And I, I literally go to the back edge of the tee and I walk up and I give him the yardage. And Kevin or Hale hits the shot and goes, That looks like it's long. I said, No, it's just over there's a little hump there up there. Well, we get up to the green and the ball is all the way on the back edge of the green and the pins up front. And I look back and they move the car, they move the sign. So it was up a whole 20 yard tee box. So I literally <laughs> gave him a bad yardage by 20 yards and of course he three putts Flashed yeah. it flashed uh, it was the right i plot. mean I, i've given i've given three bad numbers in 29 years of caddy and both of them were to hail on par threes <laughs> And story short um yeah so that was kind of cool nick price signing an autograph so i thought wow what a great guy he is you know and and you're giving out bad numbers and i'm giving out one of three bad numbers in 29 years of caddying. <laughs> that's that's pretty good odds, man. That's pretty good and, odds. And here, you know how I, I'll tell you how great. I mean, I literally felt like I was two feet tall. And we get done, and the hail goes to me. Says, Kenny, "Don't worry about it. The last place I wanted to be on a Sunday afternoon was teeing off the tenth hole."
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kenny, I'm gonna end. I'm gonna end it with one final question for you. I know this one will be uh, close to close to the heart for you. Give us your favorite pizza and favorite bottle of wine.
1: Oh my god! It's oh, here we go. Here <laughs> we go. This is, this is getting to the juicy uh, stuff. I'm going. I'm going with the wine first because um, my uncle turned me on to this wine. It's called Insignia by Joseph Phelps. Mm-hmm. Um, and exactly. he passed. He passed away in uh, September. So hear. I was at the funeral, and then we literally we had uh, I hadn't been up to New Jersey for Christmas, but I said, "Listen, I'm going to come up to New Jersey. We're going to have we're going to have Christmas at Uncle Carmen's house, and he's got the most amazing wine cellar I've ever seen in my life. I mean, unbelievable, off the charts." So we opened up a couple of bottles of Insignia uh, and toasted to him. And then when I was in New York City, there's a place called Lazarus on West. 56th street I think I gave I gave it a 9.2 and I will tell you what I'm it's better than that it's a 9.4 or 9.5 and I've literally I've told everybody to go there every single person nine that's going to go i um, well I gave that's it a, a 9.2 but statement. I I it it was even better than that and every single person I've sent there says the best pizzas I've ever had Really Would you yeah. consider the felt wine to be Olympic gold medal worthy um well yeah, it's, I mean it's 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 I mean it's had I've got about seven or eight of the bottles that had hundred point. It's a hundred point wine. Um not every year, but this year was a ninety eight. The two thousand and fifteen vintage is a ninety eight. So I bought a bunch of bottles of that. But I that's a special occasion wine. It's a Christmas wine, um uh, you know special birthday wine. that's whatever. awesome. Yeah. My 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 Michael Phelps joke fell by the wayside there, Olympic gold medalist. Maybe maybe next time, Parkside. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm a little slow, I guess, you know. Uh, I've been drinking red wine tonight, so there you go.
0: (laughs) Well, Kenny, we can't thank you enough for your time, and we hope uh, that you and Kevin have a great year on tour this year, and hopefully we'll get you back on, and maybe Kevin will come with you, and uh, we'd love to have you on again, and again, like we said, all the best this season. All right, well, thank well, hope,
1: you. Hopefully, we win really soon, and you call me and ask me to be on the show. Because I, you know what? If honestly, we can
0: have a post-round after you win, will you'll be the first. one
1: We were talking awesome. about that before the end of the WGC. We're like, what happens if they take it down? Yeah, we, uh, we got to pin him down on it on a Monday or a Tuesday night for the pod. Like, <laughs> is he going to ghost us or what? Oh, no, I don't dust. Uh, no, not. Trust me, if I tell somebody I'm doing something, I'm a man of my word. So awesome, man. when can't. we win, let's do it. Yeah, man, I can't thank you enough. Well, honestly, hey, thanks for too. having oh, me. I really appreciate it. Thank All you so much, Kenny. Talk.
0: We appreciate it.
1: All right, you guys have a great night. You Absolutely, too, you Thanks as well. so much. We'll talk to you soon. All right, bye-bye. See ya. Play well.
0: Hello, 4Jack Podcast fam. It's your boy, Active Nation, and thank you for listening to the 4Jack Podcast it would mean the absolute world to us if you could go hit that subscribe button and leave us a lovely five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. You know what? Because that would really make our day. Thank you, and let's keep on golfing, baby. I kind of like that last one.
1: Okay, then we're good. Cut it.